I'm so sorry. I'm just glad you're here. Just tell me honestly. Did you know Beth had gotten that bad? No. Really, I didn't. Not until it was too late. I would have wanted to say goodbye. That's the only thing I want in the whole world. A chance to turn back time and say goodbye for real. I would trade this whole stupid trip for five minutes back with her, but my family didn't even give me the choice. I'm sorry, Amy. Did they think... <sighs> I don't understand how they could hide it from me. I know Beth wanted you to go, and... It wasn't her choice to make. Or Marmy's, or Dad's, or anyone's but mine. They should have told me what was going on and let me decide, but they didn't even trust me enough to let me do that. Because I would have chosen to be with Beth when she... You were only a year apart in age. Beth and me. But everyone thinks I'm a baby who can't handle things. I don't think they meant it like that. Beth, everyone just wanted you to enjoy yourself. I don't understand. I don't understand. Who cares if I had a good trip? My sister is gone, and I can never get her back, and everything is ruined. Forever. I wish I had never left. I wish I had never gone. I wanted to say goodbye. How can I ever feel okay again? It's wrong. They should have trusted you. I understand how you feel. No, you don't. You don't have any siblings. Meg and Joe act like they have the monopoly on loving Beth because they're her big sisters and they're all protective, but I'm the one who shared a bedroom with her for 18 years. I'm the one who's coming back to those empty bunk beds. She was mine too. I loved her. She loved you so much. She didn't want you to see how things ended. I will never forgive myself for not being there. Ever. Ever, ever, ever. There's something kind of complicated I want to share with you. It helped me a lot after my Uncle Alex died. There's this theory I read about. About how time and space work. How they work together. Lori, I'm too tired from crying. Just stick with me. Basically, the idea is that if a moment happened, it exists. And it keeps on existing. That's not how time works. You don't know that. Think of every moment in your life as a room in a house. You move through the house, and when a moment happens, you're in it. But as you keep moving, keep walking through, the rooms you left keep on existing. Okay. What I'm saying is that even if you're not in that room, in that moment with Beth, it still exists. It's still there, and Beth is still there. And you're there together. Always. Because that moment never goes away. I do like that. I know it's not a perfect fix. But it's another way of remembering that, in some ways, 
she is here. And I do believe that. Me too. Thank you. I don't know if I completely understand, but it's the only thing anyone has said so far that has made me feel even slightly better. I just wish I could just go home and be with Marmy. That's also why I'm here. It's time to start figuring out how we're going to get back in time for the memorial service. I want to be there more than anything, but I don't think I can justify leaving poor Aunt March. And as frustrating as she can be at times, no one deserves to be left alone and sick in a foreign country. I thought about her too. Grandpa's going to stay nearby and visit her at the hospital. That's so kind of him. I feel awful he'll have to miss the funeral. Honestly, I don't know if he could handle it. I don't know if I can handle it either. You can. You're tougher than you look. <laughs> Gee, thanks. I'll be by your side the whole time. I thought I'd find you up here. Just like old times. How's it going? Okay. It's hard to choose. Yeah. There are lots of good pictures of Beth. I want to find a photo of her doing our plays. Like the time I made her wear that droopy felt mustache to play the dad in Beauty and the Beast, remember? I remember. I think she also had a couch cushion stuffed under one of Grandpa's old vests. Yeah. She looked so funny. She was so funny. And most people didn't get to see that side of her. So I thought for the memorial... So I thought I'd include it. Honestly, I'd rather not. If you want to do this yourself, I understand. There's a photo of her I've been thinking of. I can actually see it in my mind's eye. It was Easter. She was four and she had those chubby cheeks and her hair was still a little curly. Amy was sick and fussy all day, so we had to leave church early without Dad. In the whole car ride home, you and Meg were picking on each other in the back seat, squabbling over who had stolen which plastic egg from whom, crying about what was fair. Aunt March sent matching dresses for all four of you, and of course, you had already destroyed yours. Grass stains. I hauled you and Meg out of the car, all sticky, sent you upstairs, plopped the baby in her bouncy seat, stepped back out for some fresh air just so I wouldn't fly off the handle and throw all your candy away. And there was Beth, just sitting on the front steps with her basket, right where I had left her. So calm. I took the picture. It was the only photo I managed all day. But I haven't been able to find it. You still have the memory, Marmy. But I'd like to have the picture. Sorry. It's okay. We're all, you know, going through it. I haven't even told you what I came up here to tell you. Oh? I just got off the phone with Lori's grandpa. Everything all right? Sort of. Your aunt's pneumonia is still showing no signs of improvement. 
even after this week-long hospital stay. Mr. Lawrence will remain with her in Paris so Amy can travel. He had his new assistant book a flight for her and Lori. They're already on their way home. Well, good. I'm glad she'll be home for the memorial. Speaking of which... Hmm? Dad and I would like you to do one of the readings. Okay. Did you have something in mind? I guess it doesn't really matter. I'm going to cry whatever you pick. We'd hoped you'd write something. I don't do that anymore. What? I was kidding myself to think I could make a living writing. I don't have the talent. You've always been a very talented writer. You just think that because you're my mom. But my stories are actually hopelessly trite and cliche and trashy. What about your novel? You've been working on that for years. It's also bad. I find that a little hard to believe. I'm sorry, but it's true. I might as well burn it again. Why the sudden change of heart? It's not sudden. Okay. Are you going to keep up with your creative writing workshop when you get back to New York? I'm not going back. Joe. Well, I'm not. You take all the time you need to grieve. I'm hurting too. But you can't mope around this house forever. I don't fit in in New York City. I thought you didn't care about fitting in. Maybe not with the jerks I went to high school with. What about your friend Frank? I ruined our friendship with my temper. Just like I've ruined everything. I'm sure I'll never see him again. Joe, what happened? I'm so embarrassed, Marmy. What's wrong? Not even embarrassed. Ashamed. What? Frank offered to give me feedback on my work, and when he did, I went like full white feminist on him and yelled at him that he couldn't understand because he's a man and totally flew off the handle. Oh, Joe. Every time I remember the things I said to him, I cringe right out of my skin. I see. <sighs> well... Don't look at me like that. I'm not looking at you any which way. I suck. It doesn't sound like it was your finest moment, no. I don't think I have a story worth telling anymore. And if I do, maybe I'm not the right person to tell it. I don't trust myself to write what's true. I don't know if I can do it. What do you mean? Beth said... She thought maybe my writing could help me hold on to the memories. I thought if I wrote them down, if I turned them into a story, I could relive them. Maybe even make some sense of what happened. But I can't. Frank said the characters I based on my family were one-dimensional and unbelievable. And he was right. I turned you and Beth into saints and Meg and Amy into scolds. And I didn't even mean to. Dad is barely in it at all. Why do you think that is? I don't know how to write about him without seeming... angry. I don't mind if you're angry. I feel like I can't share the parts of you guys that aren't perfect. It feels like a betrayal. That's why it's all so flat. I think you should write what you feel. I don't want... Joe. How is any artist supposed to create without emotion? I know you. I know you want to control everything in your life and make everything just right, make everyone okay. But none of us expect you to be perfect. 
It's not about perfection. You need to let go. Let yourself get swept away in these complicated emotions when you write. How are you ever going to grieve your sister if you won't let yourself feel? I think the problem is that I'm feeling too much. It's okay, honey. We're all having a really hard time. Marmy, I'm so lonely. I know. I love you and Dad with all my heart, but with Meg busy, Amy overseas, Lori furious with me, and Beth gone, I have no one. That's not true. I have no one. Amy and Lori will be back tonight. I think they'll both be happy to see you. Do you think I was wrong to turn Lori down? What? No, of course not. But he loves me so much. And you didn't love him back? No. But things have changed. Oh? I think now the important thing is to be loved. Hmm. I used to look down on Amy for her plans to marry a rich man. But I'm starting to think she had the right idea all along. It wouldn't be so bad to let someone take care of me. This isn't you, Joe. This is the grief talking. Do you want my honest advice? Always. Don't burn up your novel. You said yourself it improved so much after the first time Amy destroyed it. Think of this current version as rough draft number two. You think? I do. Work on it, and when you're ready, you should pass it along to Frank Bear. I don't know. Show him you take his feedback seriously. Prove that you actually value his perspective. Even if he never responds, I think you'll feel a lot better if your last interaction is one where you treat him with respect. You're right. Of course I'm right. I'm going back downstairs to get Amy's room ready for her. Hopefully with a little rearranging, it won't be so depressing. Marmy? Yes? You know, I'll always be proud of Dad and his service, but... I think you're the bravest person I know. Oh, yeah? You share your real feelings with us and the people you work with, and you take on our burdens, too. And I know it's not easy. It isn't easy. But I love being a mom. I love being your mom. I hope I'm just like you when I grow up. I hope you do much better. Okay, one more time, then I'm gonna call him for real. I can do this. It'll be fine. Hi, Frank. It's Joe. I'm sorry I left so abruptly without saying goodbye. No, this is garbage. Why would he care? Hi, Frank. It's Lori, actually. Jesus! Who's Frank? You surprised me. I thought your mom told you we'd be home today. Sure, but I didn't realize... Where's Amy? She's downstairs with your parents. Give her a few minutes. I think she wanted to talk to your parents alone about Beth. You know. Oh, sure. That makes sense. I'm sorry, Joe.
I know. We all are. I miss her so much. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it, though. I'm exhausted from crying all the time. I'm just glad to see you. I wasn't sure you would be. You're still my best friend. Even after... I haven't exactly been a beacon of maturity myself these days. Some things you said did hurt my feelings. But I know your feelings were hurt, too. I'd take it all back if I could. All? Well, maybe not some of the compliments, but, you know, how it went down. I know what it's like to say things in the heat of the moment and not really mean them. You've been more patient with me than I deserve. <laughs> Don't be so dramatic. Is this Amy's influence? No, I do feel bad. I shouldn't have let all your calls go to voicemail. The timing wasn't great, but I kind of get it. Until our respective trips, we had never really gone more than a few waking hours without talking, or at least texting. I set a boundary. You had to set one, too. I get it. We can't be each other's security blankets forever. No, we can't. I guess we'll just have to settle for being really great friends? That's not settling to me. Well, now that the air has officially been cleared and we're besties again... Besties? I didn't agree to... You have to fill me in on all the gossip. What gossip? You're the one that just got back from Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's Frank? None of your business. A friend. Which is it? He's my friend. We lived in the same house in New York. Oh, that guy. Amy always called him the professor. Amy told you about him. Of course. Jeez, well now I know where her loyalties lie. Is it some big secret that you made a friend? No, no. I guess I didn't realize you guys were hanging out. I only saw her a handful of times. The first time we were supposed to meet, I flaked out on her. I was in a pretty bad place mentally, actually, and she noticed. She talked some sense into me. She kicked my butt, I should say. That's our Amy. She has been an influence on me, you know. A good one. I'm glad to hear it. Clearly, I underestimated her for years. Amy's been so brave. I'm sorry that her Europe trip had to come to such a bitter end. If I had known Beth was in such dire condition, I would have left sooner. With Amy. I hope you know that. Oh, Teddy, of course. It was an impossible situation. I know. It's a blessing that you were there to travel with Amy at all. What's going on with you? What? You've got a twinkle in your eye. Like Santa? Like you've got a secret. You're the one who won't tell me why you're talking to an imaginary Frank when I walked in. We're never talking about that again. Do not tell Amy you saw that. Teddy, promise me. <laughs> it's nice to be called Teddy again. You're the only one who does. Oh, what does Amy call you? <laughs> What's with all of these questions? I haven't seen you in months. You left for New York first, so you go first. That's not how it works. Okay, gossip girl. I didn't realize there were rules. You're just avoiding the question, which tells me everything I need to know. Know it all. Show off! Little Women, a modern audio drama, is written by Shannon Camp based on the novel by Louisa May Alcott. 
It's co-produced by Sammy Campbell and Shannon Camp. Our director is Julia Rowhead Worthington, and our editor is Bex Carlos. Album artwork by Karen Mooney. Original theme by Surrey Music. Find us online at littlewomenpodcast.com.